Good morning. I want to look at a parable today. I really, I really felt like God's put me on the mustard seed parable. Uh, but, you know, seeds, we're going to look at seeds, and I'm going to weave in and out of the parable and the story of my own life because it's not, parables aren't just cute little stories or just a, a, a little analogy. It's actually the Bible says, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Hidden since the creation of the world. It's good that we look at it again. You know, we just don't pass it over. Jesus wasn't just trying to hide things. That means in Jeremiah it wasn't revealed, Isaiah, Moses, all the creations, because Jesus came and started talking about the kingdom of God. It wasn't Solomon's kingdom, David's kingdom. It just wasn't Israel. It just wasn't this place, this place, the kingdom of God. He revealed things that were hidden since the creation of the world. And we're going to talk about seeds. And there's many seeds in our life and promises that God's given us. And, you know, Ed Trout's coming. He's getting give some prophetic words. That's not where, that's the day prophetic words are given. That's not where they're developed and received. And you, it's seeds, and soil is important. If I had a handful of seeds up here, they're not dead. They're dormant. Dormant means they're alive. They just need to be awake. You know, we sang about awake, 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 and, you know, there's things in our life that we think are dead, but no, the seeds are still there. Even from a child, it just needs the right environment. See, do you know inside a seed is a little root and a little shoot? And each side, each seed. And it's protected by a shell. And I can put it on the stage. I can put it on that seed. It's not going to grow. But when it senses the right environment, the shell breaks, and out, the root goes down, and the shoot goes up. See, when there's the, and there's so many things in the kingdom of God that are seed form. And there, and there's seeds in our life. When they reach the right environment, then they can grow. Amen? They're still there. They're not dead. It's just dormant. So I want to read a parable. He's, it says in the Matthew, he says he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Now, many of you know or have heard that my dad was raised on a farm. He was raised on a farm, and he, wherever we were at, and I grew up in California, he could grow things. He could grow things anywhere. I mean, he, it, you just give him some soil. I remember every house we moved into, the backyard, it was, he would pick these places that just looked like weeds, and he would, we would rototill it. We prepare the soil, and we would plant the seed, and things would grow. Now, this is before YouTube and Google and stuff, but I would learn from watching my dad. When we're in the kingdom, we learn from watching our father. Now, we had animals and things, and I, when I, when I, this is when I was just a little kid. I used to pick, you know, cucumbers or tomatoes, and then one day I saw the, I just eat it right off the plant. And then one day I saw our family dog lift its leg and take a, go to the bathroom, <laughs> go to the bathroom of one of the plants. Ever since then, I always wash things. <laughs> Maybe that's where it started, Pastor Allen. So he started growing all these things, and I remember one place I rototilled, rototilled is like a little lumber, and I was like, 9, 10, or 11. I was young, and I helped him prepare the soil, but I had just, for some reason at this house, I wanted to grow, he grew tomatoes, and I wanted to grow my own tomato plant. So I started growing my own tomato plant. I planted it. And it says, when the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field, which he took and planted in his field, I planted it. 
I didn't ask my brother to plant it. I didn't ask the neighbors to plant it. I planted it. There are certain things that you are responsible for. See, Jesus spoke. He says the man took the seed and he planted it. There's a responsibility. We receive the seed and we plant it where? In the soil of our heart. Soil matters. I can take the tomato seed and put it in the snow. It's not going to sense this is a safe atmosphere. See, when you change the environment, more thing, God can do more things. And we need to change the environment of our life. Amen. And so it senses the growth in our life. See, there's people that receive prophetic words and promises and their seeds their entire life. And those seeds never sense an environment to grow. And they die with those seeds never going. And they said God lied. And he says, no, the soil was never ready for the seed. There's people that have words about finances and all they want to do is build a bigger house and bigger car and the seed is waiting for when you care about orphanages and kids and the chair. Amen? So when the seed senses the environment, the root goes down and the shoot goes up. Everything is contained in that little seed. It's not dead, it's just dormant. The little girl, she died and Jesus said she's just sleeping. Why? Because to Jesus, she wasn't, in the natural she was dead but not to heaven because to wait to, to raise a girl from the dead is like Jesus waking somebody from the nap. And there's things in our life today that are just dormant. They're not dead and God wants them to awake. So I took the seed. That's the first thing I did. The parable says he took, he planted. I took the seed. Now, the second thing I did when I took, when I took the plant, because it was just a baby plant, I moved it far away from the other plants. Now, when I was a child, I didn't realize the spacing. As I was preparing this message, when I heard I was preaching, you know, Pastor Lena, she sets a schedule. When I heard, I just kept getting the word spacing, 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 spacing. Now, last week, Pastor Allen preached a great message. In it, he talked about the waiting and, you know, Ishmael, deal with Ishmael. And he, he talked about waiting. Because you can wait, but you're not really waiting on God. Just because time's going by doesn't mean you're waiting well. It was a great message. But before he started, he said, in these last months, I kept hearing make room. So I'm hearing spacing, and he's hearing make room. So I listened to it again, and I, to be honest with you, I forgot that part was in there because I just remember the waiting hit me. So I was just thinking about the waiting. And then I listened to it again after God said spacing. I remember him saying, now I remember it being here, and I remember him saying it, but then all of a sudden it hit me another way to, to listen to it again, to go back to the seed, to go back to members. And he says, make room. And he said for months. See, he was just giving a prophetic word. It, wasn't, it had nothing to do with his message. It wasn't a nice little intro. God was speaking to make room. So the first thing I did was spacing. But as a child, I didn't know that spacing affects the crop. It changes the flavor, it changes the size, and it changes the growth. Why? Because the roots are not competing for nutrients of the soil. There's your, the soil of your heart only has so much room. And when you crowd it, the things of God will not grow. So it says make room. What does it mean? It says means get away. And so for every you, so some of you that's different. This is not do you need to do this. Some of you need to fast Netflix. Some of you need to watch this. Some of you to pull away and give the things to grow. And that seed that was dormant that you think is dead is going to awake and the root's going to go down and the shoot's going to go up. What does that mean? It means we go deeper and higher at the same time. So he said make room and God says spacing, spacing. It affects crops. So I spaced it as a child so I could watch it. So the tomato plant, I was going to tomato plant, you know, and, and you know, I planted it. And I didn't ask my brothers to check on it, my sisters to check on it. I checked on it. You have a responsibility for the promises of God in your life. Amen? You can get a thousand prophetic words, but if your soil is rocky or hardy or the cares of this world, you will have a gravestone with no promises, just prophecies. These are the things that were prophesied over your life. How about the things that we want to come to pass? Because God has many things to say to you, but see, so this doesn't come to pass or that doesn't come to pass. And, you know, the Israelites, they were told, don't mix the seed. 
And what does that mean, John? When the disciples came to Jesus and said, increase our faith. See, we think we need more faith. Increase our faith, super faith, great faith. Jesus did not tell them how to increase their faith. He said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. What? Because he said, if you say to this mountain, and then we stop, if you say to this mountain, but he says, and do not doubt. See, we mix our seed with faith and doubt. We don't need more faith. We just need to get the doubt out. See, when you get the doubt out, what is left, God has given you a measure of faith. You have enough faith. Friends, listen, sitting in that chair, you have enough faith to see the promises come to pass. The problem is it's mixed with doubt. So he told the Israelites, don't mix your seed. That's about sin, but it's also to, to let this crop grow and this crop. The spacing's different. See, God didn't explain everything. He just said, do it. See, he didn't say, stick your hands in the water. He said, let the water run over you. And then they find out later, oh, you got to have running water. God knows everything. And he reveals some things. But when you get those seeds, see, we just think one yes. When I grew that tomato plant, I didn't realize it was a lot of tomatoes. And see, one yes from God leads to other yeses. We just think we're just saying no to this area or yes to this area. See, when you say yes to the first step, you don't realize it's the second step. When he said, follow me, Peter was saying yes to be an apostle, yes to preaching the first sermon at Pentecost, yes to this. But he didn't realize it. He just thought he was following Jesus, not fully knowing who he is. And God has things for you, but he wants to take it the step and say, God, here's my seeds. I don't want to put it in the soil that's prepared. See, it has, there has to be the right temperature. But I would check that seed every day from school now here's the thing comparison kills i'd come home from school every day and i would check the soil i put my little cup i was just a little boy i'd check the water and i would hand pick bugs off the plant i didn't want any insecticide sprays on my plant i was organic before organic was cool <laughs> i cared and i would take those little bugs and i'd smash them on the sidewalk and one time, I, one of my leaves had a hole in it. Ooh, I was mad. So I started, I started looking for worms all through that garden. I killed all those suckers. But I didn't compare. See, when you compare the seeds that God's given you, you will either be prideful or you won't care. It was only one plant. I only had one plant. You know, it's, it's always, it amazes me that the Jesus gave out the talents. He said, you know, the one and the two and the five and the two multiplied and the five hit it. No one's going to miss it. I don't have much. And if you're sitting there and you're thinking you don't have a little, you're going to be held accountable for that, but you don't realize that one seed leads to other seeds, and you can plant in other trees, and how you raise your kids. Maybe you're not going to go to the nations, but they are, and you can multiply yourself. See, it was just one plant, and I'd go home every day after school, and I would just look at that plant. I wouldn't look at the other plants. It wasn't the tallest. It wasn't the smallest. To be honest, I don't remember those other plants because I didn't look at them. Those are my dad's plants. My father was taking care of them. God is well able to take care of the nations, the people, the churches. I was responsible for that plant. A man took the seed and he planted it in his field. Not that field, the other field, the neighbor's field. I didn't give it to someone else to be responsible. I didn't go to the prophet and say, prayer where my prophetic word comes to pass because Ed Trout's going to come and give you a word. He's going to go home. But when you go home, what are you doing with the seed? Ed cannot make your seed grow. It's the Holy Spirit. He only repeats what God says. Friends, listen, prophets don't make prophecies come to pass. Your soil does. Your partnership with God does. Thousands of prophetic words will not come to pass if you don't prepare your soil. I had to rototill the soil. I had to turn the soil. There was clumps. Sometimes rocks would come out. To see, Jesus gave the same words. Some walked away, didn't believe. Some were disciples. Some were martyrs. Same seed, different soil. Your soil matters. That tomato plant wouldn't have grew in the snow. I had to plant it, and I had to check the moisture. Every day I would check it, and it started growing, and I started getting happy. I was happy with my plant. 
Are you content with what God gives you? Or do you look around and go, I wish I was like that. I wish I was like that. I wish I was a preacher. I wish I had that voice, this singing, this thing, instead of saying, God, what seeds have you given me? What seeds are, are just dormant? They're not dead. What, remind me of what you said, God. And, and as you're responsible for that, he'll add more things to that. And that yes will become this other yes. See, in Pensacola... You guys heard the tell me the story. The man that prophesied the revival were Pensacola. It was an incredible revival. John Kilpatrick and Steve Hill, they worked together, and four and a half million people went through there in five years. And the man that prophesied the revival told John Kilpatrick, you weren't God's first choice. But the other pastor said no. See, he just thought he was saying no to a mess. He didn't realize he was saying no to four and a half million people going through. That's a lot of souls, people. See, and there's mantles that have fallen, and sometimes when you say yes to this, this to this, God will give you more responsibility he gives, because the Bible says the mustard seed grew and its branches and the birds perched in its branches. See, when you, he planted the seed, he wasn't thinking about the birds planting. He was thinking about the mustard seed as the mustard grew. Heaven wants things to land on your life, but it has to be able to support it. If there's no branches, the bird will keep going just like Noah let go of the bird. The bird came back, the dove, and it, it, it had no resting place, and it had a resting place. There's things heaven wants to rest on your life, but the branches are not fully grown because the soil's not prepared. But as you're preparing the soil, it's growing. See, I didn't make the seed grow. I just prepared the environment for the seed. It was growing when I was at school. It was growing when I was playing. It was growing when I was sleeping. It was growing when I was in church, wasn't in church, praying, doing all those things. It was still growing. God makes the seed grow, but we prepare the environment. God, I believe you. I'm going to push the doubt out. I'm reminding yourself of what you said over my life. Now, we have many prophetic words that we have not heard. So comparison kills. So I used spacing, and I didn't compare. I just worry about my plant. Otherwise, I got discouraged. That plant's bigger, and I just don't need it. What do, we need, what do we need those tomatoes for? It's just one plant. We already have a lot of tomatoes. We already have a lot of churches. We already have a lot of songs. We already have a lot of preachers. We already have a lot of missionaries. We already have a lot of people giving to the money. Friends, it matters. When Jesus came to the one, he didn't say, what do you think about the one with two or five? He talked to the one about the one, your talent. When you stand before God, you will be given account for your life, not your neighbors, not your kids, not your uncles, not your, your life. And so he gives you things, and he wants to, it to grow. See, so many things in the kingdom are seed form. Many things are seed form. It's how we receive it. A man, the kingdom of God is like. The revelation that wasn't in the New Testament, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. But Jesus comes along, the kingdom of heaven is like a seed, which a man took and he planted. It was a mustard seed. It was the smallest. It doesn't matter. It's not much. It's just a little. But when you plant it and receive it, it grows to the largest herb in the garden, and the birds come. See, you don't know what you're saying no to when you say no. And you don't know what you're saying yes to when you say yes. You don't compare. When I go to Juarez, Mexico, some of you know I go and I work with youth. There's no green room. These ministers, you know, they have green rooms. There's no one playing on the keyboard. Nice. Sometimes the sound, the speakers are so distorted. It's not some great atmosphere. John, you preach. There's no green room. I remember one time I crossed the border, and I love Topo Chico. Those of you who know I love Topo Chico. And so I have a, my little buddy I met down there. You know, he, 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 was, he was in the youth and, and, and Hoel. And so he, you know, and, and so we'd go down there, and he picked me up one day, and he had a bag, you know, like a, a grocery bag, a little bag, a bag full of ice and a Topo Chico. That's precious. There was no green room. What if I said, there's no green room. There's no nice music. Where's the donuts? Where's the first class hotel? The hotel, many of you would not stay where I stay. 
I didn't compare. I go, God, you're here for those kids. I don't care if there's five or 50 or 5,000. I'm going to give what you got because I know there's seeds. When you compare, you will not be obedient to God or you'll be prideful. I'm better than, less than. This Jesus said, greater works that you shall do, but it never moved his place. You need to know you're a child of God and the seeds he has given you, you're responsible for, but he can make them grow when you prepare your soil. You know, and the soil can be changed. You go, oh, I just, that was long ago. See, they're not dead. You can take seeds from years ago, put them in the right environment, and they will grow. It already has the root and shoot in it. It's just looking for the environment where it's safe. Like, I'm just looking for that environment. When I come out, I can grow. And there's things in the kingdom that said, nope, they're not ready. They're not ready. God is ready. Many things he's waiting on us. It's true. And as we make room and as we make space, as Pastor Allen talked about, making room, it wasn't just some nice little introduction, friends. It was a word from God. He was saying, look, God's been speaking to me for months. We need to make room because God wants to do more than he's doing now. We need to understand that. More miracles, more healings, more souls. See, when we look, we just go, oh, they just have a little bit. Oh, just a little. When you think that and you start comparing, you will not put the seed in the ground. You will not care about the seed. You will not prepare the soil. So I'd rototill that soil. There was clumps. If I looked at the soil, I'd say, that can't grow anything. But my father said, it will grow. Our heavenly father says, the soil of your heart will grow if you prepare it. So I had a rototill. <sighs> Big old machine. I was 11 years old. You know. And you think that's, that's a lot? My dad rode a tractor, and he was six. I mean, so me being 10, he goes, go rototill. And I rototill. Then we'd make the rows. We wouldn't mix the seed. I wouldn't, he wouldn't put cucumbers right next to tomatoes. Every, every plant had its own spacing. And if you look, if you buy a seed on the back, it'll say space between. Space between. Why? Because it knows its roots. See, when I was a child, I spaced it just so I could watch it. I didn't want to get confused with the other plants. When you space it, it leaves can have the sun. See, when you space yourself, the sun of God can shine on that. When you space yourself, it can get the water. When you space yourself, it's not fighting over nutrients. This show, that thing, this thing, you know, media, the news said this, the news said that, this pastor said this, this pastor said that. When you space yourself and get alone with God, Jesus spaced himself. He'd get up early. He would do it late. He would space himself from the people. There was always needs, but Jesus would space himself. Why? He was talking to the Father, the great gardener, and he would come and he would know. Jesus spaced himself. Who are we to think we can't? Oh, I don't need to space myself. I can just, no, friends, there's so many voices in this world. If you don't space yourself, you will not hear his clearly, as clear. Now, I'm not just saying, oh, I have just 10 minutes. And no, when you get to know his voice, I believe God wants to take us to a season where we do things out of relationship, not instruction. Jesus said, this is, I do what my father's doing. I say what he's saying. It's not like a boss. I'm called to be a preacher, go to war. No, I'm going with you. And so we don't have to pray about everything when we see someone sick. We don't have to pray about everything when we see a child that needs. We don't have to pray because I'm doing what my father does. Jesus didn't just stop and go, God, what do you want? Oh, heal. He already knew. I come to heal. Why? Because he cares about people. He does not come just to demonstrate power. He actually cared about people. It says, receive the engrafted word. So Jesus flowed with the father. And as I am in the earth, so are you. That's huge. So are you. God, what do you mean to do today? Who do you mean to marry? What a job do you want to me? Those are fine. But he wants to move us past and we're in a relationship and you're not asking about everything. What cereal, what this, what that. You know? And sometimes he puts desires in our hearts and they just come out. He, we don't even know there's seeds. I remember when I first started going to wars, there was a church in Baytown and they were all sitting at the restaurant and I'm sitting there and they said, John, what are you doing next? I said, well, I feel like, you know, I'm going to go to Juarez because I go there and we have all these things and, and God's showing me about all the youth in developing nations. They don't have this. And when I started talking, the spirit hit me, boom, I started weeping. They all started weeping. God says, yes, John. 
See, God will give you the desires of your heart. Do you know some of those desires are from him? See, we think it's my desires and his desires. The closer we get to him, we don't realize there are desires. There's people in here who have desires. You just don't know they're from God. And as you separate yourself, as you make room, as your roots get nutrients in his word, in the water, in the sun, they begin to grow. And you realize, yes, it's from God. It always was. It's not dead. It's just dormant. It just needs the right environment. Those seeds, when I said space between 6 inches, 10 inches, 12 inches, don't mix the seeds. Don't mix faith and doubt. Jesus, increase our faith. If you had faith as small as a mustard seed. He didn't say, let me increase your faith. He said, get the doubt. He says, if you say and don't doubt. That's why Jesus said, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? The man correctly says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So the first thing I did, and it was consistent care. I didn't go look at that seed every two months. I didn't rehearse my prophecies once a year. I didn't rehearse my prophecies when the prophet comes and gives me a word. Oh, it matches up with that word. I didn't go, yeah. He said, it was consistent daily care. I planted it. I spaced it. And I cared for it. God grew it because he already designed the seed to grow up. There's things in your life that are going to grow that have been there for years. They're, they're not dead. They're just dormant. It just needs the right environment. And we don't have to compare one to another. Otherwise, we, you get discour- comparison can discourage you. Go to Mexico. Sometimes a little group. Then I see these videos. Oh, Oh, they don't matter. No, it, that plant mattered. It matters to God. Because when the one person came up, it was just one. It was Billy Graham. When the one little boy was in the family, it was Reinhard Bunk. You see, we never know who we're talking to. You don't know what your seeds carry. And when those seeds grow up and the wind comes of God and it blows those seeds, long after we're gone, the legacy can go on. And really, it's not about... see. Israel thought it was about them. Jesus comes along and says it's about the kingdom. If you just think it's about you, friends, you can live a very isolated life. If the kingdom of God is big, it's bigger than you. And you have a part, but you have an important part. As a boy, I just had one plant, just one. It wasn't a crop. I'd go to the store and see all those tomatoes. Didn't care. I had my plant. Do I have other preachers? I don't care. God, I'm responsible for this. And I would check the soil, and I'd bring the word. I would, the word of God. And the, the leaves had plenty of, my, my dad would come out there. He'd see my plant way over there. I didn't want to touch no other plants. My plant had plenty of space. How much space are you giving the things of God in your life? How much room are you giving them? Are the, are the roots fighting for the nutrients? See, there's only so much nutrients in that soil. There's only so much nutrients in our heart. Our heart only has, your life only has so much room. We all get 24 hours. And so the plant cycle starts with a seed. From the outside, seeds are protected by a tough layer called outer coat. So it's been protected. We think, oh, it's dead. No, God has protected it until the right environment. He's had protected until you get in the right group. And this is not separating yourself from church or people. This is separating yourself from things that draw the energy and the, and the, the nutrients, the power from that. Because Jesus had to separate himself. That's what separate means, right? From the womb, Jeremiah separated you from the womb. I've separated you, Jeremiah. Samuel, I've separated you. Paul, I've separated you. Why? I don't want you commingling with other seeds so I can speak to you and grow what is in you. See, when I go to Mexico, I know some of the things, you know, how men are seen, women are seen, children are seen, how this. I don't go that. I go and just bring the kingdom. I bring the kingdom. One time I was preaching and I said something and the interpreter had a long time and the pastor comes up to me and goes, whatever he says, you interpret. 
See, I, it's, I was talking about Mary. You know, Mary can't save you. I was out in the public. You know, I was on this thing, and the guy was scared because this was all like, she goes, whatever he says, you say. I'm not there to make friends or have people like me or preach a good sermon, friends. It's about the demonstration of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is like, it is like a mustard seed. It was little, but a man took it and planted If you just think it's little, you can devalue it. It's not much. It's just one message, just one song, just one worship service. And speaking of worship, friends, listen. This is a little plug for worship. This is not just for our church. This is for eternity. And I know people have different things and different, you know, there's different days and this and that. But I encourage you to be here on time to receive because worship is not just some little thing. It is major to God. And when we come before him and you put, worship is putting him first. If I told you I had a check for a million dollars, you'd be on time. So we have the plant cycle. So the root goes down, the shoot goes up. The next stage is germination. Before a seed germinates, it is dormant. means alive but inactive. See, it's alive in you, but it's just inactive. See, some of you have books in you, songs in you. You have, you know, politics in you. That's not just about what goes on in the church, friends. The kingdom of God, you know, Jesus, there was tax collectors, there was fishermen. There was all kinds of things. See, it's not just limited. God does not live inside these four walls. When we leave, he doesn't say to go, I just can't wait to see him next Sunday. So I had consistent care every day. I didn't check it every two months. I just didn't check it. I didn't just check it on Sundays. For germination, seeds need suitable condition, water, correct temperature, and right location, such as in soil. When the proper conditions are met for the seed, it will begin to sprout. The, the first root begins to go downward. There are a few tiny hairs on the roots which absorb water and minerals from the soil. So it goes out and says, okay, it's the right temperature. It goes out, okay, I have the nutrients, I can grow. Because if the nutrients aren't there, it's, gonna grow, it's not going to grow. It has to have the right temperature, you know? When it grows, it is the largest of garden plants. It becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. And the, so there's things that God is sending out today, but he wants us to be able to support it. And it can't support it if the seed is not growing. So we're going to make room, and, that, and that's not, you know, I'm making room today. No, you're making a decision today to make room. Making room is tomorrow when things get busy. Making room is when you have 100 texts. Making room is when you have your Netflix show. See, if it's not on Sunday mornings where you make room. You make a decision to make room, but you walk it out Monday through Saturday. See, the only time we look, check our seeds is on Sundays, friends, it's not enough. And the only time we check our soils, every day I went out there, what's, the, what's the, the soil? Oh, it needs a little water. What's the soil? I didn't worry about any other plants. And every day we check the soil of our heart. God, I want the right temperature and the right to, because the soil matters. You know, the parable of the seeds really is the parable of the sower, the soils. There was, Jesus said there's different soils. One was rocky. One was the cares of this world. And begin to choke the word. That's why we be, need to make room. Whatever's choking the things of God in our life. And so this is not like, oh, you need to do this. You need, no, this is God has given you something very valuable that he hasn't given anybody else. Seeds that we're responsible for. Seeds that we're responsible for. I took it. I planted it. I watered it. I cared for it. The two brothers and two sisters, I didn't ask them. I didn't ask them. And my father, he would look at, my dad would he'd look at the plant and he says, John's doing good. And sometimes there was a little worm on the tomato, I'd cut it out. I wouldn't knock the whole plant down because there was something bad. God's not chopping you down because there's something bad. He's just taking the bad out. The plant was good. It was just a bad spot. I said, oh, forget that. Look at, just chopped it down. It's, no, it was rotten. Sometimes the tomatoes would fall. They were so big, they would fall. Get on the ground and get mushy. I'd just cut the, eat the top. Of course, I'd wash it. Remember in the dog? But where's your branches? See, when the seed goes down, it's just small. So, Lord, I thank you for all the seeds that you've given us throughout our entire life. 
I thank you the seeds and the desires for some of these people. Some of you have desire to walk in miracles and healings, but you put that on the side because you prayed and you haven't seen it. Lord, I thank you for the germination process. I thank you for the right temperature today. I thank you for stirring people up, God, to remember the promises over their life. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. The promises are yes and amen. Separation from Jeremiah. I've separated you from the womb. Jeremiah, before you were born, he just didn't even know it. So, Lord, I thank you for encounters. I thank you for dreams. I thank you for the right environment and seeds. I thank you for the desire that we thought were dead to rise up again to see the next generation rise up old and young God old working with the young young working with the old not just separation Lord I thank you the seeds growing up and working together Lord I thank you for everything that's coming here that we thought was dead is just dormant and for shaking it up in the name of Jesus